Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate all the support. This podcast is now available on Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by simply following us on social media at the Dissociated Press Podcast on Facebook, or you can make a one-time donation to Dissociated Press Podcast at PayPal. But the best way to help right now would be to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy. Ah, hell yeah, learned something new. Sweet. Kicking life's ass over here. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, um, oh, I was telling you about my friend here that I have an upcoming interview with uh, at some point, hopefully pretty soon. Her name is, her name is Mandalorian. She's fucking amazing. She's a real Mandalorian. Like, she <laughs> is the, the only, only one. So you're fucking, what, what do they call that? The lore? Your, your, your comic book lore is wrong. Yeah, she's the only Mandalorian on the Star Trek Enterprise. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Trolled you. <laughs> uh, so, hi, Polly. Hi. Hi, David. So, super excited to have my friend Polly here with me today. Um, yes, it is quarantine. Polly is probably the only I person that I have COVID direct contact. Yay! Actually, I, got, I got the first dose of the COVID <sighs> shot uh, two days ago, um, and it wasn't bad. You know, I get the second dose in a little less than a month, and... And then I'll be good to go. So we're Yay. in that group of like group homes. So super proud of you. Thank you. Um, and and grateful. Uh, I don't have. I myself right now have not gotten the first or second dose. Uh, I'm sure, you can get them out of order. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get the second dose yeah. first. And first yeah. I always, I always like to double dose the first time, so <laughs> and then overdose the second time. So. <laughs> uh, hi, Miko. Miko's here with us today. Yeah, she is uh, something else. Yeah, she's pretty cute. I have an interesting Miko story. Uh, she came in um, from from a walk, or we came in from a walk. And it was probably, I don't know, we probably walked for two miles or something like that. She, so she, she gets in here and she's super hungry. She goes and eats a bunch of fucking food. Mm -hmm. Then she drinks a bunch of water. I mean, just like corks it down. Like, and oh, no. then she comes in and lays on the rug of the bathroom because I can't use the bathroom without her. Apparently it's not an option. <laughs> Um, she really does not like it. Uh, so maybe it'll be helpful. Maybe that'll be a helpful thing. You know, no privacy in the bathroom. <laughs> well, Huck, Huck Finn, um, the, my okay. boyfriend's dog, uh, does the same thing. He'll just like barge into the bathroom like, oh, hey, I didn't know you were doing something in here. Yeah. Yeah. She, well, no, Miko is... Not a barger, but she just will not. She sits like she guards you, just like that. She'll mm -hmm. lay just like that, looking out, protecting you That's while so you're cute. taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a very 
it's a very sweet and generous, uh, I guess, you know, action to, you know. It's comforting. I mean, even when you're on the toilet, yeah. it's comforting when dogs she's sweet. She's, you. she's like, but she's super clean. And, and I, and it just, it's like a slap in the face to me. Uh, like, a, not a slap in the face in a bad way, but like reality wise, like here, this is how fucking clingy you were acting in your last relationship, <laughs> asshole. You know, I'm like, you need, you, she needed room and you didn't give it to her. You know, and I'm just like, fuck. Mm. Well, I mean, I got attached. I got attached, you know, so after seven months together, I got pretty fucking attached. Yeah. Well, that's bound to happen. You know, you share everything with someone and do everything with someone and then all of a sudden. And I was planning, have always been planning, and I actually can't even stop my brain from still planning out certain futures with her mm-hmm. you know like if if there's a possibility because like it sucks it does suck I don't know and, and I don't know if it, I'm having a healthy balance with it or if I'm having an unhealthy balance with it <sighs> you know as far as that think type of thinking goes but mm-hmm. I really honestly I think I'm maybe I'm just overplaying it you know, as far as how bad I feel about having thoughts like that. Mm. That that seems to happen, you know. When so, I, I remember, like, my first bad breakup, you know. It, it took me probably a year to finally get over it, you know. I didn't stop. I would, like, think about him and, like, want to, um, like, reach out to him. And I did a few times. And... I don't know, I posted, like, a Facebook status uh, about, like, about everything that happened, because in the relationship, and not, like, about the end, about the end of the relationship, and I deleted it quickly, because I was like, fuck, that's kind of embarrassing, and I just, like, put it all out there on Facebook (laughs) for everyone to see, but I did it because he posted something, and I don't know. I, I, that was a hard breakup for me because it was like my first serious breakup or first serious boyfriend and we were together and we were living together and it was like my first everything kind of. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know what's fucked up is that to me, this last, this this last relationship, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't feel that and then I just stopped like feeling that and I felt all the acceptance and all the like nurture that I felt in the relationship like kind of just went away like and that sucks but at the same time I was pretty fucked up like I couldn't get out I was on it you know I was having a bad reaction medication there's tons of tons of things going on you know that never should have like i don't know maybe maybe i can't say never should have happened because i learned from them i learned from everything that happened yeah and everything everything you go through you grow through yeah and then to even care about somebody so much that once the relationship was over Mm -hmm. that she had made 
her decision or we kind of, you know, I definitely like said we, it was mutual, like, Hey, we should probably just break up if we can't fucking do this. And, mm-hmm. and then she was okay with that. Well, it's good that you didn't, you know, dr- neither of you dragged it out. I do my best to give her her space, mm-hmm. even though like, yeah, I just have to move on right now by yeah. myself and that's okay and I have Nico to help me and I have you to help me yeah and I have everybody on Facebook even my new friends on the podcast that haven't responded to my uh questions of actually doing interviews with me so, <laughs> come on, call me message me let's let's talk about some shit let's get to know each other um my favorite interviews usually are the ones I do that I've never where I've never talked to the person um, prior, uh-huh. like, but we've been friends on Facebook for 10 years. Yeah. It's cool. Like if you're my friend on Facebook, it's cool to break that communication line. I don't feel, I, I really don't want to spam you, but I fucking will if you don't start messaging me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, message me and let's talk. It's, this is fun and it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just talking about stuff that we didn't, this isn't planned. I mean, we planned to meet up today, but the, it's unscripted, so please. Uh, and if you want to, we could do Facebook lives together. Yes. <laughs> and then people, and then you know, have our own little panel show. Yeah, <laughs> we could. Yeah. We should have like uh, we could have like different topics to talk about, or you know, I don't know, just do it organically. But yeah, I um, like organically. Organically yeah. feels the best to me. I hate doing ads and stuff so like yeah like i've turned down jobs in advertising and i've I've also taken jobs in advertising but that's why i turned so many down if i have to do my own i'm just like fuck this sucks Mm -hmm. it's it feels like work it feels it feels more draining than what i normally would do yeah because this is that's like spiritually draining to me yeah an ad is something that what they taught us in college was that uh we're you're actually design you're designing a a segment to make people feel bad about themselves in some way or lacking in some essence that they need your product to fulfill that desire. Mm-hmm. It is a fucked up play on 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 your psyche. It is. It's a fucked up social experiment. Yeah. It is fucked up because you may not even need it. <laughs> you know, and and now you have this shit in your head mm-hmm. that's just stuck in your subconscious forever. Like, it never gets out of there. It doesn't matter if you get dementia or fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> it's a, the mind is a, it's, <clears throat> it's like having a VCR in your head. You yeah. Know? It records everything. Everything that you've ever done. Even if you don't remember things. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad about things being in there that, you know, don't necessarily need to be in there. It should never have happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, your your brain records everything. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, angels and demons trying to kill you. <laughs> Just worry about your own brain trying to kill you. Yeah. And then worry about the government trying to kill you. They're like those two orders. Are you killing yourself or is the government killing you? <laughs> and you'll get, uh, that's what we call 
psychosis. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, doing the for me doing the like the interviews, like on Zoom or whatever, uh, those are fun. But yeah, this is my favorite interview so far. Good, <laughs> I fucking love hanging out with you. That's why we hang out all the time. It's just so much fun to be around. I know you're and, one of my closest friends up here. You know, I've had to cut some people out of my life within the last year. You know, uh, this person, you know, and then this person, and then this person. Like, you meet somebody and then you realize, like, oh, they're not who I thought they were. They're not who they put out as they were, you know? Like, how they portrayed themselves was not how they actually are. So, I just had to cut some toxicity out of my life and I feel pretty good about it. Like, at first it was kind of hard because I, I, I don't like not talking to people you mm. know like yeah it's hard yeah it is even if it's good for you even if you uh um don't want to you know or i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah um <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh sorry Rico. <laughs> that's what happens and you're just like constantly around me all the time <laughs> Um, but it's good to cut toxic people. It just makes me a little sad, too, though, because <clears throat> um, I don't have a whole lot of people around me. Oops, sorry, yeah. people. And I, I feel bad when I see other people like, oh, my God, I've got, like, this friend and that friend. I'm hanging out with this friend tomorrow. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, man, I mean, my circle's really small. And I'm kind of a homebody now, but... That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. I've been that's, really are you kidding? That's, that's actually a good thing right now. Those are good qualities to have right now if, you can, if you're can, if you okay with that. Because that's just where we're at in society. Yeah. That, this, that is a good sign, I think. That I'm you're okay with it, but also it's sad. I miss being yeah, social. Like, it is. I do too, man. I fucking miss. I miss it so much. Mm -hmm. And I just I miss being around people that just hug me all the time. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> or I just, even just like... Yeah more people to chit chat with you know i love chit chat like i'll call my friend Allie down in duluth and just like chat with her for a while and um i just appreciate when people want to talk you know like there's people that feel like you feel that they talk to you because they feel they have to and then there's the people that talk to you because they want to, you know, and you can, yeah. I can definitely sense the difference, like, um, and that's why I really appreciate, you know, the few friends I do have, and happy with myself that I was able to cut ties with the people that I should have cut ties with. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've had to do the same thing, and I have to do it daily actually um cutting cutting ties with toxic you know with toxic people is something I, I deal with on a daily basis yeah or um or just having to set up boundaries it's not necessarily cutting somebody off you can set up boundaries i definitely have my boundaries some of them are unspoken i'll tell you that right now because yeah. there are people that there's people on 
that messaged me on Messenger mm -hmm. that I've known for years, and because I know, like, because I haven't seen any progress, you know, like, I just can't, that's cool. If you want to be like that, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to, if you're just happy, you know, drinking yourself to death or what the fuck ever, whatever yeah. you want to do, and it's multiple people, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you know, it's some of them we know together, but, uh, having to have set up boundaries and shit. Yeah. Cause fuck. I mean, I had people, like, walking into my house without knocking. You know, like, that was crazy. Oh, I hate that. I can't. That. I just, I would never have that shit ever again. See, <laughs> like, I just, nope. Yeah, because if once you get start getting people just waltzing in, yeah. I, like, it's one thing, because, like, I, I'm really close with, like, um, my friend in Duluth. So I just walk in her place. But, like, I'm the only one that really does. And usually, I don't just randomly show up and walk, like... She always knows that I'm coming, so I guess that's the difference there is, like, letting the person know that, hey, I'm coming over, rather than just, like, showing up and walking in. Yeah. I would not like that at all. I'd be really pissed about that. That's why uh -huh. I always kept <laughs> my door locked. Yeah, I uh, I started to. Uh, like, it, it was weird. It was, like, uh, I just got used to leaving them unlocked for convenience for me because it's like every lock is a different key and if yeah. all of them are locked then it's like well here's like 20 different keys which is only like four but still it's too many and they all look the same so i don't know which one is which and then like <laughs> <laughs> right it's just easier sometimes i mean <laughs> so but nobody it was like this place was actually it was pretty well hidden there were hedges out front and you know this big fucking pine tree that's droopy it's like nobody really and it's i mean seriously like of you know a foot and a half between buildings on each side yeah. so you know like nobody ever really fucking looked at it and now the fucking hedge is gone because the you know they had to replace the fucking water lines and shit oh but, yeah that's right yeah but damn yeah. <laughs> yeah. well i got in the habit of starting to lock because i used to leave my doors unlocked all the time um when i lived in the house down the street uh when i was still with parley and we just, I was home, I think Parley was home too, and we were home with our dog. And we just had like two people just waltz on in the back door. And we're standing in the like entryway. There's another door, you know, it was like where you, the mud room or whatever the fuck you call it. Um, and they just walked in, complete strangers. And the dog started barking at them, and that's the only reason we knew they were in the house because we didn't hear the door. So as soon as we heard the dog bark and his hairs went up on the back of his neck and we were like, what the fuck? So Parley went and like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get out of our house. And they're like, oh, we used to know the people that lived here before you. But it's like, what? Wouldn't you like knock or I don't know. But ever since then, I started making sure my shit's always locked because it just made me like kind of paranoid about it, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. it's happened once. I don't want it to happen again. And my luck seems to be pretty bad sometimes. So I honestly wouldn't be super surprised if it happened again. But um, I live in a different part of town now, and it's actually really yeah. nice over there. That's kind of how I feel about this place, too. But, like, it just it ha so happened that somebody walked in my fucking house one night. Like yeah. a stranger? Uh no. <laughs> uh, but just, yeah. 
was uh, coming around and just just walking in like you know without knocking it so like, yeah one time actually interrupted uh, oh yeah you interrupted told me, me about that. <laughs> during sex uh, and I was yeah. I was really not happy about that. No, I wouldn't be happy. Fuck. <laughs> I actually, it, it was somebody that I really liked for a long time. Like, we had had sex before. We had been friends before, like, for 12 fucking years or something, you know. But, um, and, you know, so it was like, they, this person finally came back. And then, you know, from being gone out of state, like, hadn't seen her in, like, three years. And then, whatever, like, and so it was, so, it was, I was having a, an amazing time with her. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was, it, yeah, it was awesome. But uh, <laughs> they, yeah, and yeah, hmm. no, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's why you you gotta create boundaries. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and even when you tell him like, hey, don't do that again, he'll still do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there was something that was gonna uh, that I wanted to ask you because it's really you're the first person I've ever known to have gone through this particular thing. Uh huh. Um, and that was, uh, you know the the adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when how. Um, how did that happen? Um, well, I found out I was pregnant. Like, no, oh, actually, yeah, we can talk about that, but I was oh, starting like my personal, back. Yes, my your personal, personal adoption. Story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll segue into the other one. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my biological mom, um, from what I learned, you know, growing up, and I, I don't know fully if this is true or or not, but I was told that um, she was like a prostitute <laughs> and um, she was also heavily in the drugs. Um, so, and I know for a fact the drugs part is true, uh, but I guess she, she had me um, and then somehow the state like took me and my biological brother from her. He was seven. I think I was just a baby, and we got put in foster care. Um, like, I don't know the full details, but I assume it was because of drugs. You know, because I was born um, with cocaine in my system, so I'm pretty sure it was social services, which is a good thing, you know. I'm happy that somebody stepped in to help my brother and I. And then we got placed in foster care for a year, and then... My parents were, my adoptive parents, I call them my parents because they're my parents, um, they were in the process of trying to adopt and just because that's what they chose to do. They had two mm -hmm. biological children already and they just, it wasn't out of like infertility or anything. It was just something that they felt like they wanted to do and was right. And so they did the adoption process and... Nice. They came to meet with me at the foster care home uh, with their agent, and my mom said as soon as she saw me, I ran up to her, or I came up to her because I was three at the time, and um, just sat in her lap right away. 
Mm -hmm. And she knew right away, like, I was her daughter, you know, like, they wanted to adopt me. And then they adopted my biological brother at the same time, you know, obviously. So, you know, they brought me home. I think the adoption was filed and official July 3rd, 1996. So I was three. Um, which is kind of fun because it's right before 4th of July. Mm -hmm. But then probably around, like, I was in kindergarten, my biological brother was having, like, um, RAD, reactive attachment disorder, being he was so okay. old, older when he was adopted. He was seven. So uh, after he was taken from our biological mom, it created attachment disorder where he just couldn't attach. It caused behavioral issues. He was, you know, getting in trouble at school. He was stealing things from people in the family and um, just acting out in every way possible. And they, my parents tried hard, but they chose, or I don't know how that whole process happened, but um, the state ended up placing my brother back into foster care. I don't really know what happened after that. Um, but, you know, I don't blame my parents, you know, um, for doing that. Um, there were some other things. No, I think it was probably responsible. Yeah, it was responsible because there was some other things that, um, like, went into the reasons why, but... Um, I think it was the right thing to do. I met my biological brother again after that, like I think I was in middle school and we did like a supervised visit mm -hmm. and we did that for a few years until um, he turned 18. I think it was like maybe he was 17 or something, but it was weird. It was like, it was just like the whole situation was like weird to me, I guess. And then I found him on a dating website, <laughs> oddly enough. Mm -hmm. um, I saw his picture, <laughs> and I was like, holy oh, hey, it's, shit. It's social media. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw his picture on this dating website that I was in. I was in high school, uh, maybe like ninth grade. And I saw this his picture, and I messaged him, and I'm like, hey, I, this, I know this is weird, but I think you're my biological brother. And sure enough, it, he was. Um, so we stayed in semi-contact for a while. Through him, I got to know my biological mom and my biological sister, who I still talk to, but I don't talk to him anymore, because I ended up taking him in when I got my own place when I was, like, 21, 20, 21. And I took him in because he didn't have anywhere else to go. He, like, hit me up. He was in Fridley, Minnesota or something. And so I drove out and got him. I told him he could stay a week at my apartment. One bedroom, by the way. Mm -hmm. So he slept in the living room. I said, you have a week. Well, it turned out to be a month because I didn't want to, like, kick him out, make him homeless. And this is my older biological brother. He's my only biological brother, keep in mind. Mm -hmm. And so me and my boyfriend at the time went to work. We both went to work. And he, my brother didn't have a job. He was just staying in the house. <clears throat> and when my boyfriend got home, all our stuff was gone. Like yeah. his TV, his PlayStation, my computer, just like anything that was worth value was gone. The door was opened. That's, that's cold. Yeah, it was fucked. It like fucked me up. I got the call when I was at work and I had like a mental breakdown. And luckily enough, the cops caught him the 
the day after because he tried to sell the merchandise for a car. And the, so brutal. Yeah, and the person that owned the car's mom was a cop, and so she was like, well, there's something not right about this, so let me contact the police. And we'd already filed the police report, so that was, like, really lucky. We literally got everything back, I think, except for maybe some cords and some DVDs, but... Yeah, mm. yeah, it was crazy. Ever since then, I uh, haven't talked to him since because it's like seriously so fucked. Like, <clears throat> you're my only biological brother. We have we share blood, you know, and I take you in because I wanted to do. I I wanted a connection with him, you know. I don't didn't have a connection with anybody in my biological family and. Yeah, and then he just goes ahead and does that. And I think it just all results back to the terrible treatment he received from my biological mom, you know? Like, um, and like the shit that he had to go through before, and then, you know, ending up in the system. And oh, he must have lived such a terrible fucking life. And I feel bad, but you also can't treat yeah. people like that either, you know? That's not right. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to never talk to them again, but you should definitely never let them in your house again. Yeah. Well, I haven't <laughs> talked to him since. And even my biological sister, who I've recently started talking to more, um, I've only met her once. She's a lot older than I am. Her name's uh, Donna, but we don't have to put that in. But um, she even says, like, yeah, our brother's a fucking asshole. And I'm like, well, at least I'm not the only one that thinks that. <laughs> If she thinks he's an asshole, then it must be fucking true. Well, mm. I just talked to her this morning, and she said, um, I was like, you should come to Minnesota, because I sent her a picture of, like, negative 30 degrees out. <laughs> she lives yeah, in Arizona it's cold now. as fuck out today. It's, yeah. it's disrespectful outside. That's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's, how we, that's how we refer to it up here. It's mm. straight up oh, it's mm. a slap in the fucking face. Dude, it literally hits you as a slap on the face. <laughs> but um she was like i can't ever go to back to minnesota and it's because she's got a warrant out here so that's that's interesting <laughs> but um i was like well we should come to you we should go to arizona but, yeah i don't know how close i'll ever get to her because you know being trying to create a relationship with someone who's your blood yeah. Out of nowhere, it is hard. It's hard I, work. I know, because I have similar family relationships on that I'm with people that I'm connected to on Facebook, but in their family. But I just, um, I like uh, for me, it's like my sister is the number one person that I in my family that I, you know, have regular contact with, mm -hmm. and and then it's you know, um. Yeah, my kids, whatever, like, you know, so, yeah. uh, and then, I mean, there's, and a lot of people that are in my family, but, you know, yeah, so, I mean, I have a list of people that I keep in contact with, like, of who, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. my sister, my kids, uh, you know, at this point, probably my ex-wife, you know, in the family, mm -hmm. you know, like, and then, um, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, um, you know, my, uh, my niece and her mom, you know, uh -huh. not as much. I mean, I just, we just stay in contact on Facebook, you know, uh, cousins in Ireland and stuff, oh, the cool. Irish cousins that are in America too. So, <laughs> uh, 
That's um, neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, um, but yeah, there's other people that I found out were family members or added, you know, or family members that were like pretty distant, like second cousins or something like that. Okay. My, you know, my mom's cousins, cousins. Yeah. Kids or something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, it's like, so then they, like you know, it's like, yeah, we, we've seen each other, you know, like one time when we were like three years old or some shit, you know, or seven years old or whatever. I don't know. And, um, and then it's like, okay, so we're family, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, about I'll heart your shit. Cause you know, like anytime I see that you're, you're proud of yourself or, you know, that's more than like, I do. I don't yeah. fucking talk to my cousins, my aunts, my uncles. Like the only time I really see family is on holidays. And even that's been, I haven't gone to help. I don't go to family events very often. So at least you like still keeping some my contact. Yeah. I yeah I I always message my cousin on our birthday, happy birthday. Well, I don't know if I always did, but um, I try to. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's actually a lot of people, even in my like my ex wife's family, that have significant days on either their birthday or another significant day, like grandparents' anniversary. That we that have the same that same date mm. as my birthday. So okay. Um, yeah. And this last one was really good. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to feel not so super disappointed into where I am in my life right now. You know, well, good. I, mean, I think, I think when you compare, I don't know. Well, it, maybe this happened to you just because, you know, you've had parents. Um, <laughs> but like, take, like, it's almost like I took on like their burdens in a way mm -hmm. like of their expectations or how you know or it, even if it wasn't intentional even if they weren't like this is how you're supposed to do life yeah and you know i i just saw what they were doing and i copied it mm -hmm. that's the only way i've ever been able to learn anything yeah. you know so for, honestly like it's uh ever since i was like a little kid mm -hmm. i you know my i had a really d fucked up stutter when i was a kid uh, I had a, you know, I guess it wasn't too bad. It probably sounded kind of cute, but, uh, <laughs> it, you know, for a two year old mm -hmm. uh, learning how to talk and she would make my brother and my sister stop talking uh -huh. so that I could actually say what I needed to say. Yeah. And that's kind of what broke the stutter. And that stutter came back in 2001, I think, uh -huh. um, there was like, I had gotten kicked in the head a bunch and my stutter came back. Oh, shoot. And it was, um, and the way I got over that, I'm still not 100% over it, uh, but I had, I just remembered how my mom used to help me and it was more of a, you just need to slow down, mm -hmm. you know, quiet, yeah. <laughs> talk. <laughs> so, Take still trying time. to implement those, those tools today because I still stutter and I still, it's not super noticeable. Mm -hmm. I know how to downplay it <laughs> so, to where people just think I'm getting spaced out. Yeah. Or I'm actually getting spaced out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, earlier, I don't know why I had that this thought, but, you know, we used, Polly and I would take adventures. And <laughs> yes. we went on, like, some, and, and because we, like, I worked the afternoon shift and she worked the overnight shift, so if we went on an adventure... It, you know during her day off or something then 
you know, it's like I could stay up all night. And if I had to work, I didn't have to work until 2 o'clock the next day. Mm -hmm. So I could sleep all fucking day. So we could just, like, go. And we would go on these walks, like, on you know, Mm -hmm. down to the pond and shit. Yeah, that was fun. And I was thinking about that time those cops were out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we just, like, we did across the bridge. And we were, like, walking. like, what the fuck are those cops doing over there? Those are cops, right? Like, and they were. Yeah. And they were, like, searching for something along the shoreline. it was like midnight at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was, and it was, there was no moon out. It, it was like pitch black. Mm-hmm. I uh, had my poi, my yeah, little poi. Yeah, but we get across the bridge and then we see that the cops are like starting to walk towards us and we're like, maybe we should just go back the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then we stood in the bush for like, I took swear, off around Yeah, minutes. it was like looking in the bushes. I'm like, it was super weird. <laughs> And then shining his light across the fucking Yeah, he was stuff, like, shining at us. Like, yeah, we're all like hiding in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> we just st- we stood there for like a, several minutes. I want to say like ten minutes or like half an hour, watching them like watch us. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Weird. It was weird. Yeah, but we were also yeah, you know, it was, we were yeah having having a good time. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. Ah, I missed last summer. Yeah. I know, last summer was a ton, like, the last spring through the summer. Not last summer, the one before it. That's oh, the yeah. summer that I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not this last summer, but the summer prior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this last summer wasn't too bad either. No. Not the beginning, because then it was like, you know, the, the quarantine was so, somewhat lifted, mm-hmm. you know, and... And I was saying, I had fun this last summer. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see as many people as I like, and especially I've been seeing a lot less people mm-hmm. over since September. And that may, you know, I was so starved for affection and attention and shit. It was like, <laughs> you know, going over to, you know, going over to visit my girlfriend's family or something. was yeah. like, that was like a treat. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I was just like, and I love them and I care about them. But, yeah. Yeah. They're all doing well. Yeah, me too. It's crazy how much things change, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. Over a short amount of time, even, you know. Yeah. One of the things that we were talking about a little bit earlier was this connection that we had. <laughs> like with a friend and it's like this this i have this friend in uh that lives down in the cities and she has like we've known each other for like almost 20 years <laughs> you know like uh and i, I don't know the exact you know uh but it, yeah we've known each other for a long time and you know it's uh she's really good friends with my you know with my sister and um, you know, I'm like, you know, her daughter is this amazing artist that I had to do some projects for me in the past multiple times. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic artist. Uh, you know, so like I had this connection with this girl and like, you know, with this lady and, <laughs> and, um, she's always been connected to my family for the last, like, you know, 15, 20 years or so, you know, mm-hmm. it's always been part of my family. And just recently... Like, um, you know, she at uh, this, uh, my, um, 
my one friend on Facebook asked me, she goes, well, how do you know, how do you know her? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've known her forever. <laughs> I've known her for like 20 years. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're, our families like know each other. We're, we're good friends. Like it would be fun to see her again, you know, like in person, hopefully someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, no. And then somebody, oh, and then the thing with your boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. PJ something. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so I, I, to me, like, how is this like, wow, that is like such a cool thing. Like, how is it that I've known this person? And like the, you know, my one friend, she's, her kids, they, you know, I'm like the grandpa. Like that was when I met them, I was like, well, you can call me, you know, you can call me Papa or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call me. Just, (laughs) it's fine. Yeah. Um, and, um, and they chose Kitty. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, they're like, this, the, the, the mom of the kids was probably like, who knows, like uh, just a kid herself mm-hmm. back then. You know, I'm like we, those families weren't even connected. Yeah. You know, but now there's, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's just uh, to me, it's just like that's such a cool. That's weird how the universe works like that. Sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that I realized over you know, uh, just really just, you know, recently, uh, you know, over the last few months that I've been doing therapy and stuff is like how I got like models of how things should work from Mm -hmm. other people, from watching other people. And, and I I don't know if it's just because I'm, you know, it was like kind of dumb or, (laughs) you know, slightly on the spectrum or whatever, you know, like, I don't know what it was, but I always just thought that the person in front of me was showing me how to do how, what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I always just did what the person in front of me was showing me. And it's, it's weird. It's probably a trauma response, you know, um, it, I was, abused a few times as a kid you know mm-hmm. so i mean there's definitely trauma involved with that yeah um and i always felt like like hollow or empty you know um and i don't feel that way anymore and then <laughs> you know i mean it lasted for a long time mm-hmm. started with me just learning how to be honest yeah with myself and you know when you're honest with yourself it's easier to be honest with other people True. Yeah. You know? True. And, but even in times like with this depressive cycle that I slipped into after all this shit happened, mm-hmm. me losing my job, me, you know, uh, my brother committing suicide, my bro- you know, like all this shit that happened and it was just bringing up and it just brings like, <sighs> fuck man, we fucking laid... My brother Ted's crying, sorry. His ashes on top of his dad's. Oh. And that shit was like, I mean, fuck, I didn't know. I, I didn't have the relationship with Ted that his kids have with him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the relationship with Ted that my, my ex-wife has with him. That's her little brother. Yeah. You know, and and her dad. So it was like literally just digging, like a, an actual physical representation of uncovering that fucking 
grief yeah and laying more grief on top of it mm -hmm. you know like just stacking it you know here's more here's more of the same shit <laughs> you know it's like thank you universe <laughs> yeah Oof, that's tough it I... is and you know and uh right prior to his uh you know him taking his own life i had a, another person that is that i care about and i care about this way she was a coworker, but she's really connected to some other coworkers that are my family mm -hmm. that they these people that i'm actually wearing the shirt right now the adopted shirt mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a shirt they got me and it says uh adopted <laughs> <laughs> so, it's really cute uh, i love it um i've been wearing a lot of shirts lately that uh actually help me you know this shirt wearing this shirt helps me um feel accepted by people that love me Mm -hmm. You know, um, and uh, the other day when I started cleaning my place, and and you gotta admit, there's I got a few dishes because I cooked earlier, but um, it's pretty fucking clean. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that was my first thought when I walked in. It's clean, and then you hung that like uh, sticker up over there. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, that was yeah. Um, Taking taking steps to fucking try to get you know try to move past some shit and, yeah you know but yeah uh, you know how do you fuck grief man fuck losing people mm -hmm. <sighs> it's a tough thing it's one of bullshit. the hardest things that anyone fucking can... bullshit it should piss you off <laughs> yeah I love how when. You were upset. She, Miko, climbed up in your lap and gave you Aww. a hug. She's awesome like that. She, <laughs> she knows. She and there are times when I'm like, she. Okay, I have this one game that I play on my phone, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's called Golf Rival, and you're just like every time you play a hole, you're playing with. Some, there's no practicing, nothing like that. You're just con like every time you play a hole, you're playing with somebody, because um, it matches you with the person that's logged in. Or whatever. Okay. And and that's within your level of, you know, where you're at in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, she hates it when I fucking play that game. I get pissed off when I play it. <laughs> I get John Daly when I play that. Like, I turn into this, there's this old fucking golfer uh, named John Daly that was like, uh, oh, God, he's he's amazing. You should look up his episode on Crime and Sports. It's fantastic <laughs> uh it is uh it, he is he's a golfer he was the golfer that happy gilmore was kind of based around loosely you know uh he wore these american flag pants he was he would get pissed off he was a drunk uh -huh. crazy fucking drunk you know um yeah, he said something about like nicotine and beer equals protein or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, he ends up he making a lot of money, you know, playing you know pro golf and loses his shit completely. Oh, Just shit. goes off the deep end, commits a bunch of crimes. You oh. know, like it, it's worth. And then you know, it's like everybody has to come back. You know, he's got. I think he even has his own CD. 
okay. Like of him singing songs, <laughs> like song. cool. and I think it's even so. I should check it out because it might actually be songs that he even wrote. Because <laughs> and and if you're writing your own shit, doesn't matter how bad it is. At least you're writing it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's cool. Keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I encourage that. Yeah, I need to get back to. I've got this song that I've been working on for. Well, I worked on it. I worked on it for like twenty minutes. And then I haven't worked on it since. But I have it. I have the song. It just, you know, it's like, I need like, I don't know, maybe another half a verse or something. Well, shit, that'll be something fun to work on. Yeah. It started out as a two-verse song and then ended up two and a half. So I think I'm just going <laughs> to finish it up at three. Uh, but really, the majority of it, the first two verses just came to me like in just a couple of minutes. Wow. You know? So... Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm actually feeling pretty good. Good. Yeah. I um I um just kind of did like this while you were away, I did this little kind of meditation thing where I just got quiet for a minute. Uh-huh. And I just relaxed all the muscles in my face. And then my neck, and then my shoulders. You know, I'm like just, yeah. <clears throat> it was good. Good. We're good. <laughs> oh. I forget to do that. Um, you know, I'm paying for a lot of. I'm paying a lot now for the damage I put my body through when I was younger, and I wasn't stretching out, mm. and I wasn't taking care of myself, and I'm still not completely taking care of myself. <laughs> you know, some days it's. All you can do just to fucking get through it. Yeah. Yeah. True. You gotta have good coping mechanisms. Yeah. What are those? <laughs> well, that's what I, I have mean. all the bad ones. I don't have any of the good ones. <laughs> well, that's kind of why I like playing video games because it's yeah. like it's during the time of me playing the video game, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just playing the game and like. Like, I've been playing GTA Five lately for, like, I, yeah, and funny. I used to play it, but I never owned the game, and now I do. And it's like, you're in a different universe. You're, you're, you get to life, live yeah. life, you know, uh, the How way you, you want to live yeah, it. Yeah, it's fun. And then you're, like, in an alternate, it's almost like an alternate reality, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I learn a lot from playing video games, even mm-hmm. spiritually. Like, sometimes there's, like, Things that the character's going through, like, that feel like something I'm going through. It's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes I identify with shit that's happening in a video game. Yeah. I remember this one time, like, I was just blown away. And I was playing, uh, I think it was uh, Legend of Zelda, Zelda Twilight Princess on the Wii. And I was having this, this moment where I was, like, thinking about all these things and you know i was playing the game and then i just at one point i stopped i was standing up and and i just stopped and i started thinking about all this stuff and i even thought about going to school for game design Mm -hmm. actually it was one of the things i was thinking about and then i'm like look up and i see like how you know that link is you know i'm just really paying attention to how the character is moving on the screen when i'm moving yeah you know and and i'm just thinking i'm like Jesus Christ, that's fucking amazing. You know, I I was like, that's so cool. 
I can never fucking outdo that. So I'm just not gonna go to fucking. I was like, I don't think I don't think design school's in the fucking cards for me because I'm not a. I can't. I would never be able to fucking design that shit. Well, never. I'm not, never. Yeah, never. Know. Yeah. I mean, maybe I would would, but I mean. That was a level of like it's a lot some of shit that I was just like it was sure. fucking such a it was one of my favorite games, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the the controls in it were so so fluid and so like they they were good. I had no problem kicking the shit out of that game, and it was fun. And it was fun, and it just like everything like there's a lot of different things that go on in the game mm-hmm. and stuff, and it, it's not boring. Yeah. So. Yeah, Keith, um, my boyfriend says the same thing, like, uh, he's learned a lot from playing video games, and, you know, it's taught him a lot, you know, different, different games, you know, with different stories in them, and it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I didn't play a whole lot of video games before I met him, I mean, I had my own PlayStation 4, and I did play games, but... Not as much as I do now, but I really enjoy it because it's like we can, you know, do it together yeah. and we'll, we can talk to each other still through our mics and whatnot. So we'll play online and it's just something that we can do together and it's just really fun. I like it. Yeah. I was just thinking that it, it, it actually, it, it definitely helps your aim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went shooting guns with somebody uh, a while back. Uh, maybe like two or three years ago and um they were just like we're out in the you know like this old mine pit or whatever and they're like shoot that <laughs> and i took a, i took the gun and i shot it <laughs> you know and then let's shoot that and i shot it you know <laughs> kind of shit yeah so it's like i was just like yeah this is fun <laughs> yeah it is a lot i was fun. like i was like it's probably a good thing that i don't own a gun and i don't have any problems not owning a gun uh you know, because um, I've never needed one. Yeah. Uh, I think the chance of you actually using a gun is a lot higher if you have one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Agreed. Yeah. And if somebody with a gun comes and kills me, well, that's on them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's not my fault. <laughs> I know. Keith. Yeah. That just means you're not fucking man enough to come talk to me face to face. Yeah. True. <laughs> Keith and um, our roommate have a gun. Both of them do, um, which I have no problem with. But I don't own a gun. I don't plan on it. But I did just buy a semi-automatic uh, BB gun, which I can't wait to start using in the summertime. We're gonna, I'm gonna get like um, gear and we're gonna go shoot um, BB guns uh, this summer. So it'll be fun. Cause now Keith has one, and then his roommate has one, so we all have a BB gun. But I, I have the only semi-automatic, a semi-automatic, so. We like beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Yeah, that is fun. It's it is a lot of fun. Oh, I've I've shot like actual guns before, like two times, two separate. There's times, a place. But... There's a place down in the cities that rents machine guns that you can shoot out of a range. Whoa, that's like, crazy. Like, yeah, I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can handle the recoil. Like, I, think you could. I think you can. I think you can. Oh, it would, yeah, it's, I don't think you'd have any problems. Yeah. I shot a shotgun once and it knocked me on my ass, but it was like an older, you know, like, <laughs> old, gun, old shotgun. I had 
What a uh, kick. And it, yeah. it literally like knocked me off my feet. It was a goddamn <laughs> elephant gun. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it either. And you were five. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I was like 17. <laughs> it still knocked me off my feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were going to talk about that other thing too. Uh, about how you actually gave your son up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And there's something else that I would like to segue into eventually, and that's the fact that you did mention that you would, uh, you're at a place now where you're considering having a family too. Yeah, eventually. I mean, yeah. I I would I wouldn't mind, you know, starting sooner than later, but um, you know, to get the finances in order and whatnot would be a smart thing. But yeah, um, I have a biological son. Um, and he will be four in March. Um, so I found out I was pregnant, like, during t- the beginning of being homeless. Um, and uh, I knew kind of right away that, like, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I kind of knew right away that I couldn't parent this child, you know, properly, like... Due to being homeless at the time and not really having for sure, like, future of getting a place. I, I didn't even have a job at the time. So I um, pretty much found information. I think I contacted Lutheran Social Services. And they gave me contacts for um, a lady, a social worker that does adoptions. So in my first trimester... Um, me and the biological father met up with this social worker and started going through profiles of parents and she pretty much like she explained the whole process and you know made sure like are you sure this is what you want this is you know all the details of what will be going on and I was like yes this is you know this is the best decision because even at that time even a few months later, you know, after finding out I was pregnant, I still, I had a job, but I was still homeless. I was living in a homeless shelter. Um, and so we began the process and it took, it was really exhausting going through the process of finding a family because they give you this booklet of like hundreds of families, hundreds of couples that are looking to adopt with their profiles on it like you know this is who we are you know this is how much money we make this is like the type of people we are you know this is what we enjoy doing you know pretty much everything about them and you'd have to read through all of them and it was daunting it's like oh my gosh I'm I'm having to choose you know the right family like I I was so adamant about choosing the right family, you know, the people mm-hmm. that will take care of this child the way I would take take care take care of him if I were in the position of parenting this child, you know. So we finally we narrowed it down to three couples and um we met with each couple and the couple we chose were the last couple we met with. But we met with the first couple. We really liked the first couple, but we still wanted to meet the other two. Um, the first couple lived in Duluth, which was the area that we were living in at the time. And so they were speaking of, like, well, you can stop by. You know, you'll be able to, like, 
Um, like, as long as you give us a call, you can always stop by and come see him anytime. And it was just like, I felt like those were, you know, just things that they were telling me because they felt that's what I wanted to hear. And then I was worried about, like, them making these empty promises and then not coming through mm. with them, you know. Um, but, I mean, they seemed like lovely people. And then we met with the second couple, and I just I just didn't like them at Right, right off the bat, I specifically didn't like the woman, um, cause she she just came off as like arrogant in a way mm. and not very educated in like this whole process, like, um, like the question of like what are your concerns or something like that, and she was like, well, I I just don't want any co-parenting going on, and that really upset me because it's like. I'm not an idiot. I went into this knowing what adoption is. I know there's no co-parenting going on because that's not what adoption is. You don't just <clears throat> place a child for adoption and expect to co-parent them. Like, that's just an idiotic thing to even say. And it pissed me off because it's not like I was going into this feeling you know, happy about, I mean, I was happy to give my child the best that he deserves, but I was not happy about it by any yeah. means, you know, it was a very painful time, you know, very difficult, you know, like, it was hard, and for this lady to just think I'm some, that I'm expecting to co-parent, and to make that comment was insulting, because I'm giving up that option by doing this and I made that decision you know mm -hmm. you know using my brain you know thinking about it and going through everything and <clears throat> um I just felt it was insulting to say because you know um I was already in a position of giving that up I had already given it up you know given up the option to co-parent or parent you know and to say that yeah, I got really upset about it, and um, I told my worker, you know, after the meeting, like, I did not like her. I thought it was, like, I told her how I felt about the whole co-parenting comment, and she agreed with me, you know. It's not, like, it's not a polite thing to fucking say or feel the need to say, you know. You're a couple that is potentially adopting a child. Like, you get that gift, and I'm making the decision out of the child's well-being to do that and to just kind of like rub it in my face that I'm not going to be this child's parent was just kind of insulting you know like get over yourself <laughs> I don't know um it just really 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 pissed me off but so that was immediately after I heard her say those words just the arrogance of her I was just like no not this couple so we met with the third couple, and we got along well. And the thing that made me gravitate towards them more was um, they asked me, or they asked us, me and the biological father, what we would want um, our biological son to know when he's older. And the most important thing to me is that he knows that we didn't give him up because we didn't want him. Um, we placed him because that was the right thing to do and because of out of our love, you know, like yeah. if I didn't love the baby from the moment I found out then I, I don't think um, 
I would have made that decision. I think I would have been selfish and kept it or, you know, like out of my own selfish need or want. Well, I don't know. Like, I worded that kind of funny, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I um, have somebody, I know somebody that's really close to me that, that did have, that did, did decide to mm -hmm. keep one. Um, and, uh, you know, she was super young, 16, you know, and decided to keep it. And if she hadn't, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have known her because my connection with her was through her son. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, and so for that, I'm really grateful. I know, you know, there's struggles involved with that and, you know, especially raising one from when you're 16. Yeah, you know? that's, I couldn't imagine. Um, and, yeah, um, but I'm, I'm glad she did, because I'm glad to know her, you know, and yeah. to know them, both of them, all of them, actually, with her family. Yeah. So, and then I've also had people close to me that have gone the other routes, you know, yeah. have had abortions, and that's mm -hmm. okay, you know. Um, I think you know right away, like, if you're going to be able to do it or not, you know. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Yeah. Of course, it's never an easy thing to be a parent, you know, and to, you know, it's stressful and, you know, it's not always, you know, flowers and rainbows. It's it's hard to be a parent, especially when you're young, you know, and you're, yeah. you're trying to get your education and work a, a full-time or a part-time job, you know, find housing, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's um, really hard. <laughs> so I give props to anyone who's able to, you know. <clears throat> yeah, um, in this state, um, it kind of, as a father, the thing that sucks is that you're not, you don't have to be notified mm -hmm. yeah. for a woman to get an abortion. One girlfriend I had, like in 2008 or something like that, 2009, um, she told me that she did have an abortion, but she wasn't sure if it was mine because we were never mutually exclusive. Mm. You know, it's ultimately her choice. Uh -huh. you know? But I also was really grateful that she did tell me. Yeah. And, um, it, even though that there was a good chance that it wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just might have been mine. So that's why she told me because, you know, we've been seeing each other for a while, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Like um, she told you, you know, at some point. Yeah. But, yeah, but... If only, <clears throat> if only you were able to like. If, if only she was able to talk to you about it, you know. Prior. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even. It's not even prior. It was just that she had consideration to tell me afterwards. Yeah. You know, I'm like mm -hmm. meant a lot. But yeah, there's no law that says that you have to notify. And I understand that that's for the women's protection mm -hmm. and. They always make laws in regards to like the kind of like the weakest link yeah. kind of thing, you know. So it's uh, and yeah. So I mean, I get that because a lot of a lot of, I, would, I maybe it's worth looking up, but um, a lot of abortions are you know due to rapes and shit like that. Yeah, it's not just unplanned pregnancies. It's not just being you know, mm -hmm. you know, just being foolish or whatever. Thank you so much for coming over.
today. Yes, really no problem. It. It's been fun. I had a blast. <laughs> I always have fun with you. Um, and I appreciate everything that you do for me. Thank as, you. As far as helping me, as I, since I don't have a, a vehicle, <laughs> <laughs> I am super appreciative of everything. Oh, yes, no problem. I love our little trips into town. Yeah. I mean, I was going to get coffee. So yeah, I know. I'm, I'm happy coffee. I have, like, a coffee buddy. Because I yes. used to do that all the time. Um, when I lived on in the cities, I had, like, little coffee buddies. And we'd go get coffee. So it's just my special little treat. Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> Hey, everybody. I just wanted to thank you once again for listening. If you can think of anyone in your family, uh, circle of friends, coworkers, uh, whatever, if you know somebody that, that may have gone through similar struggles or might currently be struggling, uh, please, uh, if you think that, that, that listening to this might be helpful to them in some way, please share it with them. Please uh, just let people know I'm I'm not after your money, you know I uh, I haven't even made a PayPal account yet, but uh, it it might happen. I would like to see this turn into something sustainable if I can, uh, but I, the the main goal is to help people. Right now, the podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker. Uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and I will let you know as soon as it is available on other platforms. Right now, uh, iTunes and a couple other ones are still pending. If you would like to be a guest on the show, just send me an email at dissociatedpresspodcast at outlook.com, uh, or you can uh, contact me through the Facebook page. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. Remember, there is only one of you, and you are my favorite. Thank you.